up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB, and uh, check out thefantasyfellowship.com if you're new. You're new to the channel or new to the Twitter followers and whatnot. We got thefantasyfellowship.com. We do the waiver wire each week, and we we I do a. I'll show you on the, the screen share here, but we're gonna be doing. We're going to be doing some waiver wire stuff today. It's week 12. Today is November 19th. It's about five o'clock. I'm going to hop right into a screen share here. And we're getting down to the nitty gritty here where everyone's making their playoff push. If you've already made your, you know, basically locked your playoffs in, congrats. That's uh, a pretty big deal to have it done a couple weeks early. So that's really cool. Uh, but looking at the fantasyfellowship.com here, we got our waiver wire. And uh, we'll get into these Week 12 matchups probably at some point later this week. But it's a really important weekend uh, coming up here. We got, I mean, most leagues probably have two more weeks left of regular season. So uh, with all the injuries, the last round of buys, this is a very crucial week. So I thought I'd kind of throw some names and throw some ideas out there for everybody. So looking at the quarterback list here that I have, uh, Nick Foles is probably the best option that's available in streaming. If we go to, this is just an ESPN league that I have. Um, I like to filter by percent rostered and I kind of look and see what's going on here. So uh, Jameis Winston's the last quarterback that's mainly owned here, but you see Jared Goff drops down to about 68%. Uh, I mean, in one quarterback leagues, he might be droppable at, at this point. Um, a couple disappointing games last two weeks. Not sure what's up with Robert Woods. Cooper Cup's not playing great. And Brandon Cooks might be back this weekend, but they're playing against Baltimore. So I really don't like the idea of starting Jared Goff. Maybe you start Goff at Arizona, maybe Seattle. I'm not really excited to get him against Dallas or San Fran. So I think Jared Goff's borderline droppable in, in one quarterback leagues. Probably not worth holding on too much. Matt Stafford, he's probably going to be shelved for the rest of the year, I would expect. Phil Rivers is another guy that we, we don't really trust. But, I mean, he's a low-end, you know, streamer option for quarterback one leagues he's still kind of a quarterback too but he's on by this weekend so if you're looking for quarterback help I think Nick Foles is our guy um, Kirk Cousins remains pretty pretty low owned if he's available and you're a guy with like Rivers or Goff I mean Cousins should be on your priority list but I'm assuming he's picked up in most leagues a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo should be owned Derek Carr Brissett Baker Mayfield's coming back into our good graces uh, Daniel Jones is out there, but I think Nick Foles is like one of the first guys that will probably be available in most one quarterback leagues. Uh, I know I got him in some two QB super flex leagues. And just looking at the schedule ahead here for Nick Foles, we got Tennessee, Tampa Bay, Chargers, Oakland, Atlanta. I'm not really scared of any of these defenses. The Chargers might be a little stiff test, um, but I kind of like uh, – Nick Foles as a streaming quarterback won the rest of the year. You know, if you know, this is probably going to be pretty much what he does almost 250 to 250 to 300 yards and maybe two touchdowns most weeks. So uh, go ahead and target Nick Foles if you can. And then I, I just got some names on here for two, two quarterback leagues. I know the, uh, the, just the, the quarterbacks go so quickly in a two quarterback league that you're kind of scraping the barrel for, for most weeks. If you, if you punt it at your QB two, so guys like Brandon Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jeff Driscoll, and maybe Dwayne Haskins uh, are worth a flyer as your quarterback too. But we're not really going to spend too much time on quarterbacks here. You're pretty much looking for running backs, receivers, and tight ends, I would think. 
So uh, my number one guy this week would be Naheem Hines. Uh, we know that Marlon Mack is going to be out for at least this week. Maybe with the extra time off, he'll be good to go. Um, but uh, as far as Naheem Hines is, let's see here. He's not on this list of high-owned people. But Naheem Hines he scored a touchdown last week. Let's see here. He actually rushed for a touchdown last week, so that was cool to see. But three attempts, 11 yards, and a touchdown, three catches, 24 yards. I think this PPR floor is kind of what you're looking for, anywhere between 7 and 10 points. So you see here the last two weeks he's been kind of doing that. But especially with Marlon Mack out and the way this game script could go with Watson and the Texans trying to, to push the issue on the offensive side of the ball, we, we just might see more Naheem Hines than what we've been accustomed to this year. So anywhere from four to six catches, I think that makes him worth an idea as a PPR RB2. So uh, check out Naheem Hines if he's available. We got Bo Scarborough here on the list, uh, Detroit running back. And he is he's the definition of a big back. He's kind of like a poor man's Derrick Henry. And we see 14 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown, no catches. So I don't really think we can expect much in a PPR league, but um, I mean, you take away the touchdown and he's still got you 55 yards. So that's 5.5 points. They're playing against Washington this weekend. I'm not too like scared about Chicago's run defense anymore. So if you're in a pinch from bye weeks or whatever, Scarborough could be your guy. I think I feel safer with Naheem Hines in a PPR league, but I mean, there's a good chance Detroit kind of, you know, is able to win this game with even with Jeff Driscoll at the quarterback. So I kind of like uh, Bo Scarborough here if you need help at running back. Uh, Jalen Samuels is on the list. I spelled his name wrong. I'll fix that. But James Conner's likely out, so we're going to probably plug and play Jalen Samuels. If he, was, if he was dropped in your league when, when Conner came back, go ahead and target him pretty aggressively. Uh, I like all three of these guys as fill-ins for the week, but maybe Jalen Samuels has the best long-term uh, view. Um, and then with the Colts again, we got Jonathan Williams here rushing for over 100 yards last weekend. Uh, I think Jordan Wilkins is going to be back healthy this week. I know he put in a limited practice in, I think, today. So, I don't know. I, I just – if I'm going to take a Colts running back, I'm going to probably go Naheem Hines just based on PPR floor. Uh, I don't really know how the rotation is going to work with Williams or Wilkins. So, um, but I get those – I get if, if you miss out on any of those guys and, and you wake up on Wednesday morning and Williams or Wilkins are still available uh, – they're worth a shot. I'd probably say Jonathan Williams is probably the better bet, but um, Wilkins Wilkins has looked good at times this year, so I could see him doing some good things. Uh, and then we just got some priority stashes here. Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Gus Edwards. Um, all three of these guys have looked pretty good, um, you know, whether it be at the end of the game situations where their team's kind of in a blowout situation and they get some run. Uh, but Tony Pollard actually had some nice plays that were meaningful to the game, so all three of these guys are priority handcuff stashes going forward. I got Mike Davis on this list here just because it seems like every year someone comes out of nowhere at the running back position and they kind of light it up during the fantasy playoffs. Um, and Christian McCaffrey's handling a ton of workload right now. And Mike Davis is a pretty good pass catcher as well. So if you're the McCaffrey owner, maybe it's a good idea to snag Mike Davis, keep an eye on him for sure. I'll be interested to see if he gets any carries, but, uh, this is more of just a name to file away. If we start to see any anything going on this coming Sunday, I'm willing to, to maybe stash Mike Davis for the playoff stretch. Uh, Daryl Williams on the list here. He got some opportunity last night with the injuries to Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy. 
So we don't really see a big yards per carry, but we see 11 attempts for 35 yards and a touchdown, two catches for eight yards. Um, and say, I, I, don't, I don't know how serious Damian and McCoy are hurt. McCoy has the, the concussion symptoms, and um, I can't remember what Damian hurt, but if both guys are limited or not able to be at full strength against Oakland, you know, I think Darrell Williams might be one of the best uh, targets to add here during, even during the bye week. I don't know if people are going to be spending their budget on him, but one of my favorite things to do is to be the Wednesday morning uh, pickup after your waivers has, has processed and, and, you know, the budgets have been, you know, doled out to get their new guys. I like just looking at the waiver wire and seeing, okay, who can I add for free? Potentially if I'm out of money, you know, that's what you have to do. But if you, if you want to save some money, can potentially snipe some guys a week ahead of time. Um, so guys that are on bye weeks this week, like a Daryl Williams, um, that might be your best option. So a uh, big fan of Daryl Williams game. I think he could be helpful down the stretch. I know there's the New England game's not exactly ideal, but I mean, if there's injuries to McCoy and William or Damian, I'm, you know, we're looking at Chiefs RB is usually, you know, something you want on your team. So uh, tough matchups against Denver and Chicago at the end, but I think teams can run on these guys um, more than people think. So super interested in Daryl Williams. I have Kalen Balazs here just because of volume. I hate the player. It's it's like it's overdue. Like they need to give somebody else the ball. So I have, I mean, if Balazs is available and you need help at RB, RB2, he's going to get somewhere between six to 10 points. So he's worth a punt, I guess. That's all Balazs is really a punt play. Uh, but this Patrick Laird here, I think he's going to get some more run down the stretch. Um, Patrick Laird. So running back here, really hasn't played at all up until the last couple of weeks, but he has pass catching ability. And you can see he's getting more yards per touch than Kalen Balaj can do. So six catches, 51 yards, and one carry for seven we got some opportune matchups here. I mean, especially I'm looking at the playoffs, Giants, Jets, and, or Jets, Giants, Bengals. Um, so potentially that Cincinnati game, he, like this, this offense could help us win some fantasy championships. He's, as bad as they are, you know, guys like Devontae Parker, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and this Patrick Laird right here. So I don't think I'm going to spend money on Patrick Laird. If I would, I'd spend no more than a dollar or two. Um, I'm going to try to add him first thing Wednesday morning for free and potentially, I don't know, we'll see what happens. But I like, I like his pass catching ability. I think the Kalen Balazs experiment's got to come to an end at some point. So hopefully we see uh, the coaching ch staff change its mind. So, and then, yeah, I got, I mean, I got some sleepers to keep an eye on down here. I mean, if, if Rashad Penny was let go and you're a Chris Carson owner, if you're Saquon Barkley owner and Wayne Gallman's available, um, you know, if you own Matt Breida or Tevin Coleman, you know, these guys are potentially stashes that you would want to have. So um, I like to keep one, one or two spots at the end of my roster that I can overturn and keep stashing guys. And I mean, if you can, I don't like to predict injuries, but if you could potentially add a guy that's like a backup right now, and if something were to happen this Sunday, and that guy would be all of a sudden a high priority for next week's waiver wire, you've already done the work and you've already got him on your team. So uh, like Daryl Williams here, I've had him stashed on my team for like over a month. I, I guess he, he kind of went off like weeks two, three, or four. So I've kind of been holding Daryl Williams in case something like this happened again. So 
um, it's good to be a week early on guys than a week late. So um, take a look at your at your league and see who's available. But definitely, there's definitely some help on the waiver wire at running back this week, uh, PPR wise. So we see Bo Scarborough, Patrick Lair, Jonathan Williams, uh, the the Falcons running backs. Man, they're kind of like a, a hit or miss thing. We see. Um, Kenyon Barner, I mean, he's not going to get touches, but he got the, the special teams touchdown. And Quadri Allison, the rookie running back here, gets the goal line carry. So kind of taking some steam off of uh, off of Brian Hill. Um, I mean, I noticed I noticed Bilal Powell's been getting seven carries the last two weeks, 42 yards, one catch, five yards. I mean, juicy schedule coming up. If anything happens to Le'Veon Bell, maybe Bell owners snag up uh, Powell. Uh, Jalen Richard didn't do much last weekend, but I still, I mean, 9.8 and 8.3, there's potential for them to kind of get into some shootouts at some point this season, especially against Kansas City. So, um, but yeah, it's never a bad idea to kind of to just look at your waiver wire um, and just and just project. Maybe if an injury happens, you know, project the domino fall. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think my favorite guy this week is, is probably Patrick Laird, just because we know Balazs is not good and that there could be some opportunity there, uh, especially at the end of the season. So um, that'll do it for running backs. Receivers are a little bit more tricky. Um, I got Devontae Parker, Debo Samuel, Randall Cobb here. Uh, these guys are going to get more involved as the season goes on. Devontae Parker is playing the best I think we've seen him play in his career, so that's cool. Debo Samuel is really coming on the last two weeks. Uh, we don't know about the injury to Manuel Sanders yet. I know he was kind of toughing it out with the rib injury. And we don't know if George Kittle's going to be back this weekend against Green Bay. So all three of these guys are probably owned. But if they're available, like smash the ad button and see what you can do. I'd be willing to spend, you know, 20%, 25% on some of these guys. Um, and then I just got some some rookies here. I got A.J. Brown, Nikhil Harry. These guys are both worth a stash. They could potentially, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, rookies, rookie receivers especially, kind of get better as the season goes on. And these are, these were – two of the first receivers taken off the board in the draft this year. So if they're available and you have room, uh, I'm open to stashing these guys. Um, and then Hunter Renfro here, uh, I think he's, yeah, I have it written down here. Three of his last four games, he's had double digits. The one game that he didn't score double digits, it was 8.2. And the Raiders are, are they're a competitor right now. And, and it's another rookie receiver that's going to probably continue to to stay relevant and keep getting a, a good amount of targets and looks from Derek Carr. So uh, Alan Lazard would be the last one here. He's really been trending up as the Packers number two receiver. We were so gung-ho about like MVS and Geronimo Allison this offseason. So like we know that there's value in the Packers number two receiver. And to me, it's been like as just as a Packer fan, it's been pretty clear that Lazard has been the, the best receiver on the field, not named Devontae Adams lately. So, um, I mean, we see a, a weird range here of, I guess, five to nine points as a bad game. So, but some juicy games against the Giants, Washington, maybe Chicago, like there's potential. I mean, if he's available, go ahead and scoop him up and we'll just kind of see what happens. But yeah, I think he's got low end wide receiver three value down the stretch. And maybe after the bye week, their team, the team kind of refocuses and, and says, hey, let's get this kid the ball more and figure out ways to get him involved. So uh, then we just got some deeper stashes listed here. Chris Conley, yeah, I think he had 11 points last weekend with Nick Foles. He was out-targeted um, 
he out-targeted D.D. Westbrook, so he was kind of the clear number two receiver in the offense with Foles. Uh, Josh Reynolds, we don't know what's going on with Brandon Cooks. Still haven't heard up with up with Robert Woods missing the game last weekend, but Reynolds was, you know, kind of coming to life. Calvin Harmon, it was good to see him, uh, you know, actually involved in the offense. I think he had five catches, maybe 51 yards. So if he's available in your dynasty league, that's definitely worth a look. Uh, Anthony Miller, Tim Patrick, you know, just some guys that are potential, you know, deep stashes. Uh, tight ends, this is a very juicy tight end wire here. Ryan Griffin blew up for 109 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's got juicy games against Oakland, Cincinnati, and Miami in the next three weeks. Chris Herndon's, I think he's been put on IR for the rest of the season. So, I mean, you got to sometimes you got to follow the points. And Ryan Griffin, this is his second blow-up game in the last few weeks. So, uh, if you need tight end help, I mean, it's it's he's worth a shot. You know, Sam Darnold's been playing good the last couple of weeks and throwing some touchdowns. So. I mean, when it comes to streaming tight ends, all you really need is that one. I mean, even if it's one catch, one yard touchdown, you know, you'll take your six points. So uh, we got Jared Cook listed here. He continues to be the next best passing option after Thomas and Kamara. So I'm looking, you know, to him continuing what he's been doing. Uh, it's kind of hard to trust Ted Ginn and Traquan Smith. So Cook is the third fiddle there. Uh, Noah Fant was impressive last weekend. He only caught four of 11 targets, but it was for 60 yards. And they even tried to get him two rushing attempts. So look for it's like I mentioned with the rookie receivers. They're they're clearly trying to get more out of these rookies down the stretch, and uh, kind of you know increase the learning curve you know down the down the stretch here. Uh, Cameron Braid, we don't know why he got 14 targets, but he caught 10 of them for 73 yards. O.J. Howard, man, he's kind of he's just in a desert tumbleweed rolling down the street. So um, I don't think it's safe to start. Uh, Howard anymore so I think Cameron Braid's worth the stream especially this weekend against Atlanta I mean that game could be a shootout Tampa Bay's got the pass funnel defense Matt Ryan Julio Jones Calvin Ridley like it should be a lot of points fantasy points in that game so and then Kyle Rudolph down here he's on by but if you need a tight end for the you know the stretch run he's had double digit PPR points in four of his last five games five TDs in this five game span. He's on buy. So, I mean, there's potential you could add him for free tomorrow morning, but if you want to throw the money at him to secure your tight end, um, especially just with the, the, the health of Adam Thielen right now, he's probably still not a hundred percent. He might not, I mean, there's potential re-injury risk. So, I mean, Kyle Rudolph's kind of like the one, he's more like the, the number two option right now. So I'm interested in him. Uh, and then we got Dallas Goddard here. I'll kind of look up Dallas Goddard's stat lines if you need help at, at tight end man he's he's coming along he's only the 21st ranked tight end but if we look at his last really the last you know five games here 12.6 7.9 11.2 14.9 9.8 so he's had and then i guess if you take away week five the, the dude's been pretty much usable every week that he plays and we see a, a, a pretty steady lately of four to six targets per game anywhere from three to five catches and he's basically got a 50-50 shot at a touchdown. And with games against Seattle, Miami, New York Giants, Washington, like I, Alshon Jeffrey's hurt. So I'm, I'm pretty open to Gall uh, Dallas Goddard being a fringe tight end one the rest of the way. And then if you weren't able to – this is I should probably add this guy to the list because he had the bye last weekend, so a lot of people forget. But Jacob Hollister, if he went, you know, through the bye week unadded, uh, let's take a look here. I mean, he's had two blow-up games. 
the two weeks before the bye week, he plays Philadelphia, Minnesota, the Rams, Carolina, and Arizona. So it's not like a scary schedule, but you want a piece of Seattle's offense right now. And, I mean, 10 targets, 8 catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown against San Francisco. I mean, we don't know what's up with Tyler Lockett's um, his bruise that he suffered in that game. Maybe he's not at 100%. Maybe, maybe this is the new Will Disley red zone threat here. So I might even start Jacob Hollister this weekend against Philadelphia. That's going to be a fun game to keep an eye on. So, um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to add uh, Hollister to this list. Um, and that's going to pretty much do it for, for Tuesday night. I'm going to try to do this every Tuesday night going forward. I kind of view this as a, a Wednesday morning podcast. If you're watching on Tuesday night, that's awesome. That means, like, that's, that means a lot to me. So, yeah, comment, like, subscribe. You find us on Twitter at the fellow KGB, thefantasyfellowship.com. Um, if, you're, if you're new to the fellowship, uh, we have just on our home tab, You'll see the waiver wire tab. I'm gonna I pretty much update that every day, um, and I'll, I'll tweet that stuff out with my updates. But uh, week 12, I, I kind of got some names already thrown down. These are my start sit charts. Got the teams on buy here, um, but we kind of got some preliminary stuff filled out, and I'll start adding comments tomorrow uh, once I get a little bit more information on the practice reports. But uh, yeah, if you're new to the fellowship, check out that stuff. Comment, like, subscribe. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, all the, the main streaming podcasts, uh, services. So, but yeah, uh, I'm probably going to try to record a video Thursday night going over my week 12 thoughts uh, that reviews the starts at charts. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hope you guys have a successful week 12 waiver wire. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't forget to, to – Man, the the ad. I think my biggest advice right now would be the ad, like with waiver wire budgets kind of being you know pretty thin at this point. I love I love waking up early and grabbing someone for free on Wednesday morning that you know fell through the cracks that I might be a week ahead on. So um, yeah, I don't know. Thank you for listening. Have a great morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you need, and uh, peace. Thanks.